Well, the Dashney Women's Leadership Accelerator is the topic of this episode of the MSU Today podcast and radio show. And the Accelerator is designed to champion leadership opportunities for women in business. It's based in the Broad College of Business, and we happen to have with us the person whose name is on the Accelerator, Helen Dashney. Helen, great to welcome you to MSU Today. Thank you, Russ. It's a pleasure to be here and to have two of the DWLA scholars with us. Indeed it is. Before we talk to our scholars, tell us a little bit about what is the Accelerator, sort of the vision and the mission, and and why it's even necessary. Well, we're excited to have the Accelerator in place now. It's something that we have drummed about for a while in the Broad College and finally came to fruition this fall. Uh, We feel that it's really important for students to get off to a strong start in their careers uh, in order to be able to go up the ranks, if you will, to senior uh, or C-suite level positions. So we did some research last spring and identified some key areas that we think students can uh, hone uh, to be able to be uh, front runners when they join the companies after graduation. Um, so we're, we're working on a number of skill development and we want them to get past that uh, often broken first rung on the corporate ladder to be able to get strong footing when they get started and excel uh, faster into uh, senior leadership positions, Russ. And frame the issue a little bit because women just simply aren't getting to the SWEC as often yes. or as soon, I mean, right? There's we- lots of information and in all kinds of rankings, how few women CEOs there are or e- even how few women there are in the leadership team uh, of a company. Uh, oftentimes you see women in general counsel positions or HR positions, but we want to see women in you know, finance and supply chain and some of the other key positions, technology positions that um, companies have. Yes, and uh, the accelerator was made in possible in part by a gift that from a correct. student of yours, a mentor. It's a really cool of circle yeah. of life story. Tell us about Priya yeah. and how she made this possible and, and sort of why. Yes, uh, for sure, Russ. It, uh, there's probably no bigger honor than to have an entity named after you by a former student. Um, Priya Balasubramaniam is her name. She was a student of mine in the M- full-time MBA program uh, back in the 2000-2001 era. And um, I think the the key story about Priya was that she um, grew. She came through the program during the dot-com boom and bust. So <laughs> she was a woman who had multiple offers during the boom. And then during the bust, she was one who had her offer rescinded. So she and I worked together quite extensively to to be able to figure out what her next steps were going to be. And fortunately for the company, Apple, I would say, they gave her the opportunity to re-interview for the position she had initially declined, and they hired her uh, on the second try. I always said I think Apple made the better decision than (laughs) Priya because she's gone on to do so many wonderful things. She is currently VP of Operations for the iPhone and other areas. Um, she She actually brought the helped to bring the first iPhone to market in 2007. Wow. So she has gained, um, and, you know, gone up the corporate ladder quite quite quickly at, um, at, at Apple for sure. She and I have stayed together during our time, during my time at MSU and her time at Apple. When she would come to campus, we'd meet for breakfast or whatever. Um, one of the things I remember most about Pri, if I can say, during the pandemic, st- um, students had their um, internships 
uh, rescinded. Um, having worked in career services a long time, I knew that that could really be devastating to students because they would have nothing to share uh, the next year when it came to recruiting. So I started a project uh, with our then dean's um, support to um, raise money uh, from individuals and companies and to seek use my contacts to get companies to offer work experiences. We didn't call them internships. They didn't have to pay for the student. The money that I raised actually turned out to be scholarship money for the students. So it was sort of a win-win for everybody. Priya and Apple stepped up and hired nine students in the, out of the 35 I placed that summer. So um, Priya, Priya was first on it. And so I've always re admired her ex extensively for that. She is a member of our college advisory board now, and she will be its president next year. Well, it, again, congratulations. Thank it's you. so cool that you've had that kind of an impact on someone that they want to allow you to do that impacting uh, with, with other people, too. I and, would say her impact on yeah. me is probably well, that, greater than mine on hers. When it's mutual, we'll take, that's we'll even better, it. right? So. Yeah, I had a uh, wonderful visit with her at Apple Park this summer, and that clearly was a highlight for I'll bet that's my great. career. Well, Helen, you've brought a couple of the DWLA scholars with you. Yeah. Why don't you introduce us to Abby and Khadijah? I would love to. So we had welcomed our first cohort of students in December, and today joining me are Abby Peck, uh, who she'll tell a little bit about herself, but she is a hospitality business student. Um, very, very excited to have a student from our School of Hospitality Business in our program, and also Khadijah Kapaswala, um, who is from Canton, Michigan. She'll tell about herself and and these two women are very, very involved already in, in the DWLA. Um, I'm going to have Abby tell a little bit about what she's organizing. And I've learned only after admitting her that Khadijah is wonderfully talented artistically. And she's been working her magic on a lot for DWLA. So she'll get to tell about that. Awesome. So Abby, you first. Tell us a little bit about yourself, why you chose MSU, and what do you, what you like about the Broad College and this new accelerator. Yes, so I chose MSU because I'm originally from Lexington, Kentucky, um, right where the University of Kentucky is located, and I wanted the big college experience, but still able to spread my wings and kind of leave my hometown and celebrate something new and experience something new. And the School of Hospitality here at MSU is really well known and stood out to me on a couple of lists. And I applied and visited and absolutely loved it. I'm a big basketball fan. So MSU basketball definitely helped pull me here a little bit. Um, I, I love Broad. I didn't know what to expect coming from Kentucky. I didn't really know anyone my freshman year and I became really involved with the uh, meeting and events club in the hospitality association which was so wonderful i met so many of friends and have really built a home in the hb community and i was really excited to join this leadership accelerator because as a student in the school of hospitality business i don't have a lot of classes with other broad students and it's been really wonderful for me to connect with the outlet the broader Broad community <laughs> and um, really get to meet new women who I would have not met otherwise. And do you root for the Spartans over the Wildcats in the, well, the they, Champions Classic? Well, they did Classic. play my freshman year, and I was rooting for a good game. There you go. <laughs> well, Khadijah, same question. Why MSU for you? A little bit of your background. Of course. So I personally, when I was in high school, I had my eye set on a few different colleges. I was really interested in going out of state, um, like I said, I'm from Canton, Michigan. 
Um, eventually, you know, it didn't work out for me, but reje- rejection is redirection. So I found myself at Michigan State University. Um, as soon as I stepped foot on campus, I knew I wanted to get involved in student organizations. That was going to be the thing that was going to, you know, help me make a big school smaller. Um, and that's exactly what I did. And I found um, home in a lot of business organizations here on campus. Um, and I actually started out on a pre-medical path. My first semester, I was interested in um you know, being some kind of physician or healthcare worker. Um, but as I got more involved in some of the business organizations on campus, I saw, you know, a strength in that area and I decided to switch my major. Um, so I am studying supply chain management now and it's been a great decision for me. I love the curriculum. Obviously, Broad is, um, you know, known for its supply chain management program and just taking the classes this semester, I'm able to see, um, you know, the benefits of that. So yeah, that's a little bit about my background. And Khadija, I'll stay with you. Talk about the issue of a lack of women in the C-suite or the slower track to get there at least. And, and what attracted you to joining the Accelerator? Of course. So I'll start with that second part of that yeah. question. I think... Like I said, you know, being in the business college, there are a lot of resources for, for professional development. There are a lot of organizations you can join. But DWLA offered a very unique professional development training program um, just because of the how small the group is. That creates an environment where you can get a lot of one-on-one mentorship and um, coaching that's very catered to the skills that you want to develop. Um, so one of the you know key aspects of the program is the mentorship with Helen um, that you get and a few other faculty professors. We focus specifically on issues that um, you know women specifically face. I can kind of frame that in something that we discussed in our last uh, workshop, which was. Um, Something that might seem a little bit insignificant, but something that we talked about a lot is posture and the way that you physically hold yourself up. Um, A lot of times women tend to try to take up as little space as possible, especially in corporate settings. And uh, we spent, you know, a good 30 minutes just practicing how to physically take up the space that you're in um, and what that means and how it can build your confidence and and make you kind of embrace the the space that you're in. So that's kind of an example of of skills that we're trying to identify um, and improve in our scholars. Cool, interesting. And, and Abby, what are you enjoying about the accelerator and taking from it so far? Yes, I'm really enjoying, like she, Khadija kind of mentioned, all the workshops that we've been doing. We're also working with Helen on developing a certain skill every semester. So I'm currently working on developing my my confidence um, and my ability to basically just understand a situation and feel comfortable not knowing everything, um, which is I think is really important because you're never going to know everything. And um, as women, sometimes we shrink into ourselves when we feel uncertain. And I'm really working on building that confidence and feeling more comfortable in situations that I'm in. And so that's something I'm really excited about to work with Helen on um, and really continue to develop throughout the school year. That's great. And Helen, talk a little bit more about how you go about working in the accelerator with the students. It's a lot of one-on-one mentoring. There right? is yes. quite a lot of one-on-one mentoring. And the reason that came about is, one, first of all, I would do it regardless because yeah. that's why after 50-some years of working, I'm still working because I love to work individually with college students and, and as well as uh, with them in a group. Um, one of the things that Priya really uh, admired, I guess, about our relationship and my support of her was the one-on-one mentoring. And she uh, made a, a significant point that that was to be part of this organization. Um, 
I, this goal is to move every student forward and so to find out what the student is working on and helping that person become more confident uh, or more self-assured with that, that skill is really important. So as Abby mentioned, she's very talented, but when there's an, an ambiguous situation and there's no guiding map for her, she doesn't feel as confident, I think. Right, yes. right Abby? Yes, and so ambiguity only gets better or worse, however one looks at that, as you go up your career. So the ha having her have the opportunity to work on that is really important. I think uh, Khadijah is working on networking mm -hmm. and uh, really not not those first steps, but how do you, how do you make it a relationship in, as opposed to a transaction, which means having being able to have multiple conversations with the same person over a time period. And so Khadijah and I are working on different ways that she might develop that skill. That's great, because these are all skills you wouldn't necessarily just be born with, right? It, mm -hmm. it makes sense that you need to learn these, so. Yeah. It, well, ta it takes practice. Yes, and we should say, Helen, if anybody wants to become a scholar, it's for all genders, even it though is. this is Anyone the, the Dashney Women's them. Leadership Accelerator, any gender is welcome to apply Absolutely. and join we, in. Yeah. We ha are open to all genders. Yeah, and Abby, Khadijah, let me ask you again, from what you're learning, you're still students, but what are your, some of your advice for the young people coming up, maybe thinking about a college or MSU or, or getting into businesses? What are some of your thoughts and advice for the young people? Of course. I think... When I think back to when I was a senior applying to college, one of the things that I, like I said, I was very focused on certain colleges. And I think looking back, that seems kind of funny to me because I think regardless of what situation you're in, regardless of what school you go to, it's about the communities you join and the people you surround yourself with. If you have a work ethic and you find the right people and you find people that support you and you find communities like the DWLA, um, those are going to be the things that are going to help you excel. And just being around, being in rooms of people that, you know, are, know a lot more than you are the places where you're going to learn the most. So that's something that I would encourage, you know, freshmen at MSU, incoming students, um, I would encourage all of them to, to get involved in communities that are going to be the best for their growth. Abby, how about you? Yeah, I think that, you know, don't be scared to say yes. Um, I, you know, coming to Michigan from Kentucky, there were a lot of things that I could have be, been scared about. And I just tried to focus on all the new experiences I could have. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for learning is growing and growing is learning. And so every new experience that you have, you're only going to grow from. And don't, don't be scared to try something new for fear of failure, fear of rejection, because everything's going to guide you and you're only going to learn from those opportunities and they'll, they'll redirect you into what's right for you. I think it's important, Russ, to, to add that one of our goals is for all of the women and others, any student, frankly, who goes through this program to stay connected with the program long after they graduate. So we want to have a big DWLA alum association or whatever one wants to call it, where these young women today are going to be in their positions. They will be reach back to campus, just like so many alums are doing for them to, to help uh, the, the, the younger students come up through the ranks too you're, you're yeah. creating the future right. mentors yes. i hadn't thought again yes. a circle of exactly. life sort of a thing it's it's what i did when i started the financial markets institute right. and some of those people are still very very involved today and that's my dream for for this organization as well 
Yeah. Now, was there something on March 8th? Did you want to mention an event or? Yes, we are having our inaugural uh, DWLA event on March 8th, also in coordination with International Women's Day. Um, We're planning to have a keynote speaker, Maria Dewey, um, and she'll be here to kind of just talk about imposter syndrome and feeling like you don't belong in a workplace and kind of, you know, helping share her experiences, what she's learned throughout her career and to connect with all of the women in our program. And we've invited some other students from other women's leadership programs across campus to join us. And we'll also have some professors and some of our mentors be in attendance as well. And we're also hoping to use this as a way to grow the program. So we'll have potential scholars that'll be applying in March and April, attend the event just so they can kind of see what DWLA is all about. And we're hoping that this is an inaugural event that will continue every year and only only grow. And I'm really honored to plan this first event with Helen and kind of use my my HB skills as, as, <laughs> the, as the HB person in DWLA to really bring it to life. Khadija is our artist in residence. <laughs> and so Khadija, it, we would be remiss without you doing, telling us all <laughs> about the branding efforts that you've been involved in. Of course. I think, so I'm a part of a few organizations on campus that have been around for quite some time. And it's interesting to see um, when, you, when you're a part of an organization from the get-go, there's a lot of things that are really important that you can kind of structure that go a long way in setting the tone for the for the organization. So I personally just love a graphic design. I like digital, um, you know, graphics and things like that. Um, and I run a number of social media accounts for other organizations on campus. And so I thought this was a unique opportunity for for me to kind of selfishly, you know, use my own design skills and my own vision for what I wanted the DWLA um, program to look like, kind of from a visual front. So we have a few different committees within our organization, and one of them is dedicated to outreach and, and marketing. So, um, you know, we designed a logo, and we have a few colors. So our colors for the program are maroon, um, pink, and white. And so hopefully, you know, this just goes to kind of build our identity as, as an organization, and um, it can be something that is memorable. And if, you know, if there are future students that are interested in joining our organization, it'll be, um, you know, a way for them to kind of remember us and, and think of us as a, as a, as a really important um, unit on campus. Are you really building the foundation as the first set of scholars. So this program is very experiential in nature. And so these two women demonstrate, um, well, where I'm tapping their strengths uh, (laughs) to help build the organization, to be perfectly honest. We have four more students who are organizing our admission process that that was referenced that we're about to start recruiting our next cohort of students, and a couple of the women in the program are, are actually running the information sessions. Two more students are going to be helping. They'll, they'll actually be part of interviewing prospective students. Uh, we want them to be part of that as well. So really trying to get the women involved in, because uh, in, we, we only have women right now, but any student who's right. a part, in the, part of the program to be active in, in leading. It's not what I do. It's what they get to do that's going to advance them. I'm the guiding force, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if I can also just chime in there. I think another really important part of DWLA that kind of attracted me to the program is the fact that we're helping 
Helen build this. Um, it's not just we're coming in and reaping the benefits and then leaving, but this is a really good opportunity. She at any at any you know option or at any opportunity she has, she's asking us you know who wants to get involved in this or who wants to help out with this. So every person in DWLA is involved in some kind of internal initiative and in helping us grow. So um, it's it's unique to be a part of the inaugural cohort and. Um, and I think that also speaks to the multiplier effect, which Helen can talk a little bit more about. But um, the multiplier effect is essentially kind of Priya's philosophy behind our program. Um, the idea that, you know, you get involved and then you inspire more and more students to join you. Mm-hmm. And then you stay involved. Yeah. That's right. And and not only the women that get involved in the program or, or students of any nature, but um, also for these uh, current students in the program, or scholars as we call them, to share their wisdom with their friends and colleagues. Uh, we're not going to be able to accept everybody, I expect, who will eventually be interested in it. But through this multiplier effect that Khadija just referenced, it's key to who Priya is, they'll share their wisdom in more broadly and all many more people will benefit. They really are helping build this, and you know I welcome their feedback at any time because it's not what I want; it's really what they feel they need to be able to just you know go for the gold once they they graduate from Michigan State. And I know all yeah. these young students will do that. Right. Well, it's the Dashney Women's Leadership Accelerator in the Broad College of Business at Michigan State University, open to all genders. Though much more information at broad.msu.edu/slash women's dash leadership so helen and abby and khadijah great having you on the show and best of luck moving forward with the accelerator yeah we've enjoyed being here russ and i'm russ white this is msu today